Let me tell you something. We are everywhere. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. And we're on Amazon Music. Wherever you listen to your podcast at, we are there. Check us out. But y'all, I've got to introduce my co-host tonight. I got Renee Anderson in the building. Hello. Thank Come you for on. having me back. I'm Renee. Always. Quit saying thank you. <laughs> I I, you're a part of the show. You're, you're, I'm you're a contributing a, member. You literally, you're thank a recurring. You. you know, like you're, I mean, like if you, if we were getting checks for this, you would have a nice check. You Let's know what I mean? We're going to have checks for we this. We have checks. We have checks for we this. We have checks for this. And I'm not talking about $100 checks. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about $1,000 checks. I'm talking about $100,000 checks. We're making Period. <laughs> All right. And I have another guest tonight, all the way from Washington, D.C. We have Cole B. in the building. I'm, <laughs> I'm going so hard. <laughs> Y'all, one of the hardest names for me is Colby. 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 I have a friend named Colby. Oh, God. Say it, Renee. Colby. I'm just, this is so bad, and I'm embarrassed. <laughs> like, because this is something I'm not good at, and I'm in front of people. People are listening to this, and it's it's hard for me. You're doing a great job. And I really, like, and names are important to me, because I would be pissed if somebody was calling me the wrong name. Like, I would go off. And, uh. Reynold. Oh, God, that pisses me off. <laughs> Especially at the dentist's office, if I gotta pay a copay, I'm like, you want me to pay your ass and you gonna call me rental? Oh hell no. <laughs> but y'all, I'm super excited about tonight. Tonight we're gonna be talking about our bodies, the way we see them, our weight loss journey, and just fitness. Uh, but before we get there, I gotta thank my partners. I wanna thank CrossFit Social City all the way in Spring Valley. Oh my gosh, I was there working out recently, and I just love Omar and Abby. That gym is just amazing. If you are looking for a strength training workout, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if you've been doing it for a long time a little bit of time that is the place to go if you're visiting vegas i'm telling you this is a gym it's such a community so welcoming you got to check out crossfit social city it's like once you go there again it's like i'm reminded of why i love it so much so like it's just easy to do that ad because it's like i really do love it it's a real thing and i gotta thank for the love nate and emily johnson they were literally on vacation last week and they're like some of my closest friends and it was so weird like i couldn't just pop up at their house with their four kids it was crazy (laughs) and i'm so happy they're back but yes, go to For the Love LV, literally downtown in the Arts District. They have amazing clothes. And make sure you tell them I sent you, okay? Tell them Raynaud sent you. Oh, my gosh, you were modeling I was like, for wait, them? can you tell them I, oh my <laughs> I sent you, too? Yeah, tell them I Ray actually, sent you, too. I really enjoy modeling for them. They've yeah. been so great to me. I have so much fun doing it. So thank you guys for having me. And I I just want to keep going with that. Yeah, it's amazing. They, I mean, I, I never the know. The nicest was, people. Just nice and genuine. Yeah, they really You know, are. I never knew I was going to be a model. But I feel like I'm a, I'm a Vegas model. You are. You know, I'm, I'm modeling in Vegas. I'm really going long on these announcements. Don't have me like... Blah, 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 blah. All right. There are two ways to support this podcast. You can subscribe and share. It's totally free. Subscribe and share. Subscribe and share. Subscribe and share. And you can give and receive. We have Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. And we also have uh, Zelle. Uh, so, like, everything is uh, the Not Safe for Church podcast. And our Venmo and our Cash App and our PayPal is NSFC podcast. And uh, I really have some ideas for the uh, season four. So, please help me out. Help a brother out. Okay? 
Well, my topic today is the way we see our bodies, our weight loss journey, and just fitness overall. Um, I don't know, all of us on this podcast tonight um, have some type of relationship uh, with one of these three topics, and I'm just super excited. And uh, I've just been watching my friend Colby um, on his fitness journey, and it's just been amazing to see. And I mean, man, when I look at you, I see where you started and where you are now, and it's like you're a whole nother person. And like when you walk into a room, and I mean, I don't ever see you in a room, but when I see you like on social media, just being yourself, you just light up. You just light up the place. And I'm just super excited to have you here on this podcast tonight. So, man, I know you're a virgin to the to this side of the podcast. I know you listened to it before. But I would love if you would tell people about yourself, where you're from, who you are, and just, just let the people know about you. Come on. Okay. Well, my name is Colby. I reside currently in Washington, D.C. Uh, originally from the South. I'm a Southern guy. Um, South Carolina. So, period. Uh, I am uh, just a dude trying to make it in this world. Um, I'm uh, 37. Um, Come on, good black don't I'm, crack. <laughs> <laughs> that skin is clear. It does not. It does not. Um, like Renal said, I am. I, I fell in love with fitness. I fell in love with me all over again. So I'm always on my fitness journey, always posting about it. That's kind of my thing now, um, that and, and just trying to live life to the fullest. Man. Well, I have found a picture from your Instagram and I, I don't think people realize like how far you have come. And oh, I'm wow. like, I gotta okay. share this, I gotta share this picture. <laughs> like Zam! Yeah, Zam! Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, you was a snack before because you know the thick boys need love too. Okay, they do. They do. They they do. I don't mind a little thickness. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah! Wrap me up like a taco in the name of yes. Jesus. But man, look at you! Like when you see this, when you see this picture, like what, like what, what comes to mind? Like how do you feel? Man, I feel amazing. Um, it was definitely hard work. Uh, my model's always been um, progress over perfection. Yeah. Um, so it just it just reminds me of my life has changed completely since that uh, first picture there. And looking at me now, just beyond the physical aspect, how I feel about myself, how I feel about others where I am now, the freedom that I'm, I'm living now, yeah. um, the confidence, it's just, it's priceless. Yeah. It's priceless. Yeah. So what was it that was your defining moment of like, this is when I'm going to get healthy? Um, for me, it was um, 2018. Um, it, I was in Tampa, Florida uh, at a conference and um, was over 400 pounds. And literally the venue where we were having uh, the uh, conference, people were walking. It was a block away from the hotel. Literally, I almost had to get a, a, a wheelchair uh, because I literally could not walk. And I was around the youngest person in the group. Um, yeah. And I almost, I was sweating profusely. Uh, it was embarrassing. At that point, I knew I had to do something or I would die. Um, it, it was just a mess. Uh, so I went to my doctor literally when I got back and I said, I have to do something about this weight. So that was my breaking point. That was yeah. my breaking point. So what did you do in order to lose weight then? So um, I started losing weight on my own. Um, I went to the gym, did what I could, you know, uh, 
for for the most part, but it was beyond me at that point. So I did uh, go to my doctor. She said, well, have you considered weight loss surgery? I said, I don't know about weight loss surgery because I was just conditioned that that's the easy way out. And I really haven't seen any positive um, results, uh, per se, especially with black men uh, with weight loss surgery. Uh, So I wasn't for it. But eventually I gave in and uh, December of 2019, uh, 23rd of 2019, I had weight loss surgery. And uh, March uh, of 2020, uh, the doctor released me and I've been in the gym ever since. Wow. Uh, in the gym ever since, yeah. So you were in the pandemic, and then it was like, was, yes. when you popped out, he was like, I'm not. <laughs> Ooh, I was like, you came back a whole new person. These people were like, who are you? <laughs> That's incredible. You ain't been the same since that pandemic. Listen, the pandemic for me was the best of times and the worst of times. Yeah. Uh, so it was, I literally, I, I think it was a blessing for me. I hate that. You know, people passed away, people died. You know, that's unfortunate. But for me personally, I think if if the world didn't shut down and I didn't have to deal with myself, yeah, I wouldn't have had the results I have <laughs> um, because I was forced to deal with me um, during that time because I didn't, I wasn't dating anybody. I was living, you know, in Charlotte, North Carolina, yeah. by myself, away from friends and family um, back south of the South Carolina. So I was forced to deal with me. I couldn't go nowhere. Um, So literally I had to deal with the why I was addicted to food, Mm -hmm. um, trace that. I had therapy sessions. Um, So it was was a wonderful time for me. When you had the surgery, did they ask you or tell you or recommend that you go through therapy for that? They do. They have a requirement where basically they just make sure you're not suicidal. Right. Um, I was just answering the question that I... um, I decided to have therapy on my own above the insurance requirement to have the surgery because I wanted to get to the root issue um, of why I was addicted to food Um, because I didn't want weight loss surgery to be a crutch. I wanted it to be a tool Um, and I didn't want to be big again. I didn't want to have those issues that came along with the weight again uh, ever in my life. And I knew it wasn't just me not eating anymore or eating at the capacity I was eating at. It was the underlying issues that I had to deal with, uh, which, which was with internally with myself. Yeah. Do you believe, do you think like maybe like food like was your crutch or like? like- oh yeah. Food. I was so addicted to food. Um, I, I came to the root issue. My grandmother raised me. Um, she was one of those old school Southern black ladies where they didn't show uh, emotion. She never said, I love you, but she cooked. She yeah. cooked down every day for me. Breakfast, uh, make sure I had lunch when I went to school and oh I had a hot, a late lunch when I got home from school and dinner. Period. So, and always a pound cake on the stove. It was just always food, food, food. So I equated love with food. Yeah. So whenever I was, any emotion I had, I had to pair it with food. So if I was happy, I ate. If I was sad, I ate. So anything in my life, and I just became, and the and the the more depressed I got, the more I ate because the more I felt love from that food. Yeah. So it would be nothing for me to get up in the middle of the night because I'm feeling depressed, go to McDonald's and get two Big Macs. Yeah. And I would get two Big Mac meals so that they would think I would get it for someone else. Yeah. Um, and I would eat it. 
I would eat it all and then go to the uh, corner 7-Eleven and go get two honey buns and pop them things in the microwave and eat them um, right after that. So that was that was a nightly thing for me. Um, and that's how I felt love. Yeah. Unfortunately, during that time. So, man. Yeah. Is it ever crazy to think like how far you come? Is it is it crazy to think like, man, that used to be me like talking on the other side of it now? Like, what is that feeling like? Do you feel like you have overcome like a victory? Like, what is that feeling? Um, at times, it, it's wonderful. Uh, there's days, most days, I, I wake up and I'm like, man, this is amazing. But also, I'm still working through. It's it's almost like post traumatic. Um, yeah. There's days where I'm in the gym and I and I am like looking at myself and I'm like, you're still fat. You're still unhealthy. You're not where you want to be. And I'm down on myself. So yeah. there's still those moments, but for the most part, it's amazing. It's uh, it's just to be able to tie my shoe. You yeah. know, I couldn't even tie my shoe without losing breath um, because of my stomach. Um, so it was it's, it's it's amazing to see the progression and the strength and the other side of it that it took for me to get there. It's amazing. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like spiritually, I feel lighter now that I've lost uh, weight. I don't know if you can. Because you've had you your know. own journey, Renee. Yeah, I've lost 100 pounds myself, you know. Oh, that was oh. that was a lot of hard work for me. So I understand when you're like your own worst enemy because you see mm -hmm. you have like this little bit of body dysmorphia and you might feel like you're not where you want to be. But, you know, in those times, you just have to be really present and start saying to yourself like, I am, I do look good. You know, now instead when I'm looking in the mirror as I'm doing yeah. my bicep curls, I'm like, I'm the sexiest girl <laughs> in the world. Like my arms look incredible, you know, because your body and mind connection is so powerful. Absolutely. And so I think that's kind of what has helped me. And like I said, spiritually, I feel lighter, like all weight lifted off yeah. me now that I am not as heavy, you know, because it, it was a lot of depression. Yeah. You know, to get Absolutely. out of bed every single day, it's it's hard. And like our routines were just so unhealthy before. So yeah. creating yeah. new habits are really important. And Absolutely. I don't, for me, I feel like I've, you know, I've been on a, like a, a fitness journey. I probably lost like 30, 40 pounds over the last year, like over the last two years. And you look incredible. And yes, I is. think for me, I think what you're saying, like what you guys are talking about is when you start to lose weight, I don't know what it is, but like something starts to click. Like as I'm shedding weight, I'm starting to shed like perspectives. I'm yes. shedding who I used to be. Yeah. And it's like, I'm becoming something I've never seen before. I don't know. Do y'all feel like that? Yes, a hundred percent. Cause I don't know. Absolutely. Once you start, you like, Oh, once I started losing weight, that's when everything trickled down into my life. And that's even what has inspired me to move out of state, you know, yeah. and start a whole new life. Like it, it snowballed effect everything for me, which is like been such a beautiful thing. But I love that you did say that you did therapy and you seek that on your own. Cause that's yeah. really strong and super, um, bold of you to take those steps for yourself because you know, not a lot of men or black men in general yeah. are willing to do that for themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. And like you said, it is the, the spiritual side of it. It's literally a weight. Um, like it's not just your your big. It's a weight that you're carrying. Lay aside every weight. <laughs> lay aside oh. every weight. Oh, oh thank now. you, Jesus. <laughs> so literally, and what you were saying, the spiritual journey. I, you know, I was in the church for years. Um, you know, in a leadership capacity, and I literally was serving God from an aspect of my grandmother, 
and those who I looked up to, I never sought, sought him for myself. And this journey, when I was able to lay aside the weight of my past, the weight of generational curses, the mm-hmm. weight of Ooh, the, so, the, so the seeking permission uh, from others and validation, then I was able to open up my eyes mm-hmm. and say, you are worthy to get your own revelation yeah. of life, your own revelation of who God is. And it changed the trajectory of my life completely. And I, 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 that's what I'm grateful for. I, I love the physique. I love the muscles. I love feeling like I can run, you know, for an hour and not be tired. Come on. But what I really appreciate is the mindset change and the freedom to understand that I am worthy of getting my own revelation and being who I am truly in this earth. Yeah. And I think sitting in silence, like you said, and having to acknowledge the things that are our darkest parts of ourselves that we don't want to is what triggers you to have those little bits of change. You know, it's kind of like inevitable at some point that you have to go through something like that. Yeah. Otherwise, change is not possible. Absolutely. That was the most beautiful thing I think about the pandemic. Oh, totally. It was because, and I remember in the pandemic, that is when I really started, I was 24 and that's when I really started my journey of like, man, okay, um, I'm in the pandemic. Okay. Let me be real. I don't, I don't like girls like that. (laughs) And like, I'm not going to be at a marry a girl, but I'm a worship leader. I love leading worship. So how am I going to do? Like, I think when, when you really start sitting by yourself for long enough, because I believe before the pandemic, everywhere all so busy. You're doing this. I'm doing this. I'm, you know, you're going, you're going, you're going. And when you don't, when you don't have time to stop, you don't have time to think. Yeah, that right. was the first time I haven't and, had like three jobs, you know, like in exactly. a long time. You and you know? still so, had a few dollars because the because the Trump uh, the, who was giving the money back then with the Trump or Biden? I don't, I don't remember, remember who it was. But I do know that um, <laughs> like having the ability to actually not have to work and being able to say no to people created really strong boundaries within myself. And then I was able to come back and make my business, my personal business, even more strong yeah. because I was able to say, okay, I wasn't charging enough money. People weren't um, treating me with respect Mm -hmm. and I was able to kind of change that for myself. So it was beautiful. I mean, it was a sad thing that has happened to the world yet beautiful things came from people sitting with themselves. But I think a, a lot of beautiful things come from hard things. You know what I mean? Of like course. you think about a flower, nobody likes dirt, yep. but like once it's in the dirt and the water comes and it grows, it's like, Whoa, it's beautiful. So a lot of right. things I think, come from that ugly place. Absolutely. I think my question for all of us tonight is how do you stay consistent? Because I think a lot of times you can lose 100 pounds. I mean, you can you can have a surgery and then you be committed to the gym and you're working hard. But like, how do you, what gets you to keep going every day? Because I think that's, for a lot of people, they don't know how to stay consistent. I just know that no one was going to show up for me besides for me. And mm-hmm. so when, you know, I'm sure you know too, moving to a different state and not being around your family, no one's forcing you to go to school. No one's forcing you to get up for class or go to the job that you want. To being consistent just requires your own self-discipline. And I think losing weight, honestly, changing your whole diet and your lifestyle is the highest form besides for, you know, not having sex with someone, you know, being celibate. It's like the highest form of self-control and self-discipline. If you can control what you eat and what you do and how you maneuver in life like that, you can do anything and accomplish pretty much any goal, honestly. 
Absolutely. I, I would I would piggyback off of that. Uh, commitment, I mean, it's it's something, it's will. You have to have a will to do it. Um, it's not, it's nothing you can obtain. It's nothing you can buy. Um, it's something that you have to make up in your mind that you want to do. Um, and it's never, it's never going to be easy. Um, it's never going to be, um, you know, expedient. But I, I say, you, you have to get the mindset that I'm going to do it. And at this point, at, at that point, you have to make sure that um, the excuses, because here's, here's the thing. A lot of people give so much power to excuses. Yeah, It's always, but, but this, but this, but this, but this. At the end of the day, you have to understand there's no excuse. When I go to the gym, there's no excuse. Yeah. I, I, if somebody's not dead, it's it's not important. It's just not a non-negotiable for you. It's 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 not important. Yeah. If there is no one dying, it's not important. I have to go to the gym, mm-hmm. no matter how my day is, no matter what's going on in my relationship. I have made a commitment to go to the gym, and that's because I have fallen in love with me. I, I, I value me more than I value you know, the outside influences. So, so for me, it's, you, you have to just do it. I mean, it's. You pour into your own cup so you can fill others. Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, and I'm probably just a little bit different. I always, when I don't like something, I have to find a reason why I love it. And so Mm. for me, I don't like working out. Hell, I don't like going to work every day. (laughs) But... Ooh, today was one of those days. Um, but for me, I'm always like, man, like the community aspect. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. something about for me, especially like kind of losing church community. Um, I have found like, man, this gym community, like me going to the same classes every week at the same time yeah. makes me feel mm-hmm. like I have this community. Like when That's I'm running cool. by my friend Jordan at Tread, it's like, man, this is amazing. And um, mm-hmm. I remember when I first started working at uh, working out at um, a yoga studio here in Vegas, man, I fell in love with this instructor. She just made me come alive. Like I was in her classes and I just could not get enough of her. Like I studied her. And like even now, to this day I teach a class and I think a lot of who I have become is based off of her and so Mm -hmm. like for me I'm always just trying to find something I love you know what I mean like what do you love what find something you love about what you hate so say you don't like your job like man I love the people yeah like just always because when things are when you're doing hard things you just got to find like the things you love about it because I don't like working out would you suggest? And you got to keep motivational things before you. Yeah. Um, I, when I first got into the gym, I would keep a person that I wanted to look like in front of me. Who's somebody you want to look like? That was the goal. That's drunk, huh? Who who was it? <laughs> it was uh, an influencer. It was I, I don't remember his name. Okay. Um, but he actually is a uh, spokesman for Gold's Gym now. Okay. Um, but uh, I would keep his picture before me. Um, every day at the gym, it's his workouts that I would look at. Wow. Um, because that's the body that I wanted. And that kept me in the gym. And eventually, and I always say this, there's external motivation and eventually you'll be it'll be internal motivation. That's good. Then I became my own motivation. I started competing against me, yeah. um, which keeps me in the gym to see how far I can go. So 
when you started working out, how did you go about it? Because I feel like with Renald and myself, like I liked mm -hmm. doing group things because of being in a community. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that was something you did or did you just kind of go on your own? Did you hire a trainer? Well, unfortunately, it was during the pandemic, right when the pandemic started. So I had no choice but to do it on my own. Um, honestly, I just went in the gym at that time. The Well, we were in the South. You know, the South really... <laughs> it was no pandemic. I went to Atlanta and I got COVID, okay? Yeah. We were in the hookah lounge shaking our asses and doing all this stuff. And I came yeah. back. I said... <laughs> I was yes. leading worship at church. I said, oh, my gosh, I'm sick. <laughs> what could this be? Oh, my Lord, not from the hookah lounge. Right. Not from taking the shots. Oh, right. And Lito, so oh, God, was, I was a pastor doing that shit. During that, that time, we was giving COVID. Not you're allowed to be a human. But um, so I was in the gym by myself, uh, literally embarrassed because I'm this tall dude, big dude, lifting 15 pounds, struggling. But literally, I started going to the gym for 15 minutes. Wow. Literally 15 minutes every day. I would do nothing but lift weights for 15 minutes. Then I think after a couple of weeks, I moved it up to 30 minutes and I just progressed. And mm. literally, I had no idea what I was doing. Every bit of information I got was just looking at videos. And I would see a machine and I would study the names and I would look on Google to see what this machine does and the details of it and what part it works and all that. And literally all my knowledge and all my know-how to create my own workout regiments came literally over me just doing that over time. Wow. And now I just make my own workout regimen. So that's amazing. That is. Now that's actually really impressive <laughs> I because know. I don't even know why I have that much. Like, I mean, I probably desire could, to but do that. I just like to work out with the people. Yeah, especially if they hot. Ooh, Jesus! <laughs> it's nothing like at. a hot trainer. There's and nothing like a hot class. Oh, come on, I teach a hot class at one on three yoga. Pull up. Um, okay, so we live in a world where body shaming is a thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so, what do you say to people who say? Love your body the way it is. You don't need to change it. What What do you say to people like that? Because that is out there, and I and I and and a part of me agrees with that, but a part of me feels like it's okay for me to want to change my body. Like, what do you guys say to that? And I'm not. I don't want to be canceled, so I'm I'm <laughs> trying to really, you know. Well, you answered your own question. Two I, things can be true. Yes. Uh, I can be very proud and confident in where I am and who I am. And I can also be honest and realize I have work to do. Yeah. I have progress to make in myself. Neither the two take away from each other. Yeah. They both serve you in the same place and, and for the same reason. So I love myself where I am because that's where I am. And I tell people all the time, when I was big, I was still on social media. I was posting pictures of Period. my outfits. Come on. People call me conceited all the time. <laughs> all my all my 400-pound glory was conceited. It was, I was taking pictures all the time. Come on. Because I was, I was confident to a degree within myself, but I still knew I had to make changes if I wanted to longevity, if I wanted to really get everything I needed out of life. So two things, my thing is two things can be true uh, and one doesn't take away from the other. Yeah. I, I think that's smart. You say you just kind of like meet yourself where you're at because yes, Absolutely. you do want to love your body. And I think that's what's made my journey better for me is being like, I love myself at my worst 
-hmm. I loved who I was to my core at my worst, but I didn't love my body the way I wanted to. But like I said, that mind body connection is like important. So if you tell your body, you love it and you treat it like it's, you know, a temple, then it will just manifest itself and the work will happen and you will do it and it will become, you know, um, like if you build it, it will come. But (laughs) that I I do want to say that it's okay to love your body, no matter how you look or what shape size you are. Mm -hmm. But I will never be someone who applauds um, obesity because Mm -hmm. it's unhealthy but I will applaud you for loving yourself the way you are because Mm -hmm. with obesity comes a lot of health risks and there's like so many things that aren't good for you, you know, as a person. So I'm not saying that you look bad. I, I will probably love you just as much as you love yourself, you know, but it's, there's something to be said about making sure you take care of yourself because there are health effects that come with it. Like you said, you could, you were almost in a wheelchair, There is nothing beautiful about that, unfortunately. And and we know because we've been the overweight people, we can confidently say that. We're not speaking from a place that we don't know. Like I was unhealthy and I was sick all the time. I didn't feel good. I, you know, had high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Now, like I've cured my own self because food is medicine for the body. So Mm -hmm. I think that everyone has their own journey, but they they should love their their bodies the way it is, but they should also work on becoming healthier because they love themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's also a journey. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, man, you might not be there overnight and that's okay. Like just take it day Rome wasn't built by in day. day. And I'm not, for me, I think one thing I've had to do is like, man, I'm not comparing myself to other people. Yeah. Like this is a body God gave me and it's going gonna, it's gonna to look like the body God gave me. So I may be working out just as hard as the next person, but it may take my body longer to form. But mm-hmm. what I have learned with working out is it slowly just happens. Like yeah. there's some part of my, oh, like, I was working on that forever and I didn't see no results. And then like- But once you see that progress, doesn't it become yes. addicting? Overnight. It becomes addicting. Like, what is that? I didn't know I had- That's that little yes. oblique Ooh. or that little muscle. Little or like that booty is popping, you know? Yes. You know, I, and that's the thing is I've been working out for- 10 years now and my, I have lost weight, gained weight, lost weight, gained weight, but my body, I I might weigh the same, but my body composition yes. has changed completely, you know? And now that I actually am not on hormones because I was on birth control for like 15 years, the inflammation has gone down. You know, people are like, oh, how do you get that snatched jaw? And I'm like, I literally just am not on hormones anymore. Yeah. My diet hasn't changed. I've always taken, you know, really, um, Thank God that you're celibate because if you are celibate, you could have a baby. Yeah, no, that's not an option. (laughs) I said this the other day and actually what's funny is I was like, I will not stretch my or dilate uh, myself 10 centimeters for a man who doesn't worship the ground I walked on. And people lost their minds. They're like, what do you mean? Worship the ground you walk on. I'm like... If you don't, like, why am I doing My always thing is if somebody have a baby with somebody, and this is not on the topic, but (laughs) if somebody have, make sure they got some money. Like, or at least their family comes from good money. Mm -hmm. I don't care about the partner. Make sure the baby can be taken care of. Yeah. That's all I care about. You know, good family, hopefully. But does a person got, because... Babies cost money. Do you have the money to buy the diapers? Do you have the money to get the child in daycare? Do you have the money, 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 yeah. money? Do you have yeah, the, the money? Cost money. What I do, you do, say? do. 
I said, hell, dogs cost money. Yeah. Oh, God. That's I, I actually one. always tell people, I suggest if you ever really want to have a kids, have an animal first. Because yeah. having the responsibility of taking care of an animal is stressful enough. Like, I love my dog, but I'm like, I can't, you're like needy. And I yeah. couldn't imagine right now having to be present to be a mom yeah. right now, just where I'm at in my life. But I always tell people that if I get a dog, I have to be in a relationship. Like I need a partner. I'm not a single dad. That's just not my energy. But yeah, realistically, <laughs> most people are single moms. So they do. Have... <laughs> 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 so it's like, you should well, try I mean, getting a, a dog alone. It depends. Like single mom. <laughs> what you, like cause some of them don't work. Yeah. And. They just do a lot of the kids, and then the, the, the man works. Mm-hmm. Especially in Vegas. Like, that's a lot of Vegas culture. But I also know some women like, who work hard, too. Do you feel like that's because the men have money? That's why? I just think that sometimes it's just easier to do it that way. No, it is, because, I mean, well, daycare costs way more money. has to have money to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. We do it's live where we have really bougie... Friends. Yes. Yeah. And just, like... The housewives here, there could be a reality show. I mean, literally, and I that's hope that's a whole other topic. I hope that they would pay me to get on there, like because yeah. I want to be a, 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 a spinoff, you know. All right, <laughs> Colby, um, man, I you kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier. You know, this podcast is called Not Safe for Church, mm-hmm. and man, what has been your spiritual journey? Uh, in this weight loss journey? Like what has been, how do you see God differently? I know we kind of tapped on it, but I would like to little, get a little bit further into that. What has been that journey? How do you see God now? What does your relationship with God look like today? Um, I was able to see him as me, yeah. um, see him as myself. Um, I often saw him from the lens of other people um, seeking validation and uh, things of that nature. But I was able to see he's me. I was created in his image and in his likeness. And it made me force myself to come to some realities of, I I don't believe what my grandmother believed. Yeah. I I don't believe what my auntie believed. Um, I believe God loves me. I believe God loves me being same gender loving. I I believe that. So it challenged my uh, years of, of, of what I've been told God is and what I've been shown God is um, to really understand who he really is. And he's me. He, he created me. And I, um, it, it's, it's, it's opened me up to be less judgmental, um, to really think about things I've done that was very judgmental to people. Um, and one thing I've realized, what's crazy is the people who so long they told me were the enemy and who told me were the bad guys are really the good guys. Talk about it. Um, the viciousness and the backbiting and the just craziness I experienced in church mm. is nowhere to be found in the world. <laughs> Not to that level. To that extent, yes. And I'm like, okay, so these guys that I'm going to the club with, you know, these guys that I'm meeting at the hookah lounge, these guys that I'm meet- meeting yeah. on vacation, you know, somewhere, having fun on the beach... We're, there's more community there. There's more love there. There's more care for there than in the four walls of the church that I found. 
Yeah. It's more of a competition. It's more of a who's going to get it first. And if you got it, I don't have it. So then that means God doesn't love me. So mm-hmm. I'm going, it's just a lot. Yeah. Um. So I'm just coming to the realization who God is for real. Yeah. And um, so I, I'm loving that journey. That's amazing. And I literally was talking to a friend yesterday about what you're saying. And it's, I think this, the hard part about church in my experience, I'm just talking about my experience, yes. is that the community, community is where, like, no matter what, we're community. We're a family. Absolutely. But what I'm starting to see in church is when I don't do what you want me to do, I'm not Absolutely. a part of the community no more. And to Absolutely. me, that is not a real community. That's not a real family. That's because control. That's literally control. <laughs> that's literally because control. I think about my own personal family, right? Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, when when I when me and my mom, we don't think the same things. We don't agree on the Bible. We don't agree. Absolutely. But literally, that's my family though. My mama got me. I got my mama. And right. to me, I just have an issue when we say like, man, we're the body of Christ. We are family. Family. We're our children of God. But if I don't agree with you, you, you don't call me. You don't check on me. You don't say how you like. Yeah, you can give years of your life to places, give years of your life to people. And as soon as you don't do what they want you to do, it's just like, whoa, wow. And that that literally was my life. And think about it in the pandemic. I I chose to step away. Yeah. Uh, from years of service, uh, from all I know, like literally church was my life. I had no friendships outside of church. I had no relationships outside of church yes. other than work relationships. And that was at work. Um, and I made a decision to disconnect. And it was like that was the worst of time. Yeah. Uh, you know, the best of time was getting physically right. But the worst of time was yeah. was feeling uh, alone, feeling depressed. Um, and, and like I tell people now, I still believe in the institution of, of church. I Come still on. believe in the institution done right. Come on. Um, but, uh, it, it, it's, it's, I honestly don't believe if Jesus came back today, it, he would be saying, this is not what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what I think that would be the tone of the day. This not, this not what I meant. Yeah. I a thousand percent agree. Yeah, I think he'll be like, oh, this is. <laughs> He's be like, this is actually the opposite of what I was. Y'all, he, he was flipping tables in the Bible. He'll be flipping uh, these churches. He'll be flipping them over. What the? Be a tornado. I mean, right. literally, I mean, yeah, and it's sad, you know, and I, and one thing I do, I do miss church and I'm like, man, I pray that one day I will be able to find uh, a community like that again. And I mean, I have, uh, I go to, you know, I have friends that we do like little uh, house church, but I do pray that on a, on a larger scale that I'm able to find um, that community again. But on this podcast, we ask one question, uh, you know, so all are, you know, our, our new guests and um, everybody loves this question. You know, some people try to avoid it. Um, oh. I want names. Some people who try to avoid it, Renee, Phil, <laughs> um, and you know, some other people came like on. Obio try to avoid it, but he, he answered. But I edited the clip because I was like, "Man, we can't be putting that on." You know, sometimes we don't need to be telling it. You know, we don't tell our business. But anyways, um, all right. The question is, what is the most not safe for church thing you have done, seen, or experienced? Mm. Done, seen, or experienced? Ooh, <laughs> It's spicy. <laughs> now you put me on the spot. 
Um, I see everybody always say that, <laughs> and I say I see all these questions. No, well, I did see the night before. One. Surprisingly, I missed that question. Okay, I didn't read that one for some reason. Evan said the same thing. Everybody said the same thing. Y'all don't, y'all don't want to read that question. God don't want y'all to be prepared for that question. That's funny. Um. Oh goodness. Um. <laughs> He's like, I gotta think of let's something do that's this not dirty laundry. The dirty laundry. I will. I'm going to have to play it safe for the protection of those. Mm. I mean, of, oh my God! Have hard. you not went to a lot of churches? Huh? Have you not went to a lot of churches? I have. I have. A, so, I, have I mean, you don't have to play it safe. They're not going to know. They will. Oh, <laughs> the person is going to know. Yeah. We don't care. Put two and two together. But I guess I'm um, I've seen uh, we've got we, I've, I've smoked weed uh, before a ministry assignment. Oh, um, before. So. Wow. No judgment here. No judgment. Oh my God. I almost got churchy real quick. You saw how it hit me? That the spirit of churchiness hit me. Yeah. Before a, a church, a, oh God. How? Yeah. Well, it was, it was not on purpose. Okay. I took an edible. Oh. Uh, they were smoking, but I took an edible and not unbeknownst to me knowing it was an edible. Um, but um, God moved. Yeah. Maybe it helped you more that day. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. More I mean, you know, I'll, I'll make you feel safer um, because, you know, it's not safe for church, but we want to be make people feel safe. You know, I have I have a similar experience. I wasn't high. I was hungover one mm. Sunday and I had told one of my good friends, literally in Valley, Alabama, I told my friend Frankie I was going to come to his church. His dad was a pastor. And I was like, I don't, and I'm, I'm telling names because I just, you know, at this point, I'm just living my best <laughs> life. And uh, Frankie was going to pick me up for church. And so literally um, we go out Saturday night. And uh, so Sunday morning, I almost forget Frankie's coming. And I'm walking back to my dorm, my clothes from last night. And I see Frankie's car and he rolls his window down. He's like, right now, how'd you come to church? And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, let me go get him from my apartment. Because he thought I was dressed from, like, you know, I look good from the club. But yeah. no, I have my club outfit on, but I just wore like, it at the let church. Me go brush my I was like, let me go, the, let me go to my apartment real quick, and I'll come back out. Come back out. I get to the church. Okay, you know, they're having service. Frankie and uh, his dad is, uh, you know, up there before he's about to preach. And he's like, uh, my, my son's friend is here, and he's going to give us a selection. Oh. And, you know, I'm looking around like I, I'm hungover. I have a headache. And I'm like, who was his, who was his son's friend? I don't who who was his son's friend. I'm like, is it me? No, we can't. No. And he was like, great. He said, come on down. And and you know, it's like a small Baptist church. I literally get up there and sing. When I tell you the church went up, yes. <laughs> the church went up. But I think it's because I just felt so bad. So I gave it all I got. I think he's able. And when I tell you we went up that Sunday, we went <laughs> up with my hungover self. And God can use anybody. That's my testimony. Well, let me give a disclaimer. This was when I was really young. So this was not. You know, I was really young. I, I wouldn't judge you if it was 20s. 20 minutes yeah. before this. Mine was in my <laughs> early 20s, but I'm not that far in my late 20s. Well, I know mine was in my teens because I was, yeah, I was in my 19. So yeah. I feel like it's a long time ago for me. Yeah. God set me free. I would not be, I don't know. Let me shut up. All right. Um. Well, Colby, I'm so glad you are here. Um, I'm so glad you came to this podcast. Um, I'm so grateful for you, your story. And uh, man, I, I literally 
watch you on social media and I am inspired daily uh, just by how you live your life and just the journey you've been on. And I know uh, people who are watching this are going to be inspired. And uh, yeah, y'all have any other statements? Any? I actually have a question, Colby. Before yes. you were heavier, mm-hmm. or should I say, were you always heavy? Um, I was always the biggest one in the class. Okay. Um, I was always, I'm 6'2". Um, I've always been stocky. I did play football, so... Um, so you were athletic, was, though? Huh? You were athletic. Yes, yes, when I was in school. So I was athletic, yeah. Do big. you feel then, because I talked to Ronald about this, do you feel like being overweight has humbled you? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely it's humbled me. I think more so... Um, it, it, I think it more so humbled, and I'll be honest, it more so humbled me as I realized I was overweight because there was a part of uh, my life where I was delusional. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And I was still trying to get into skinny jeans and, you know, in a 40, you know, uh, almost a 50 pant. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, it, it definitely humbled me to a degree and um yes absolutely Renal, do you feel like you're like a less judgmental person now that you have gone through your journey yeah i i think one thing about me i just always keep my opinions to myself yeah but like do you feel like <laughs> when you look at someone who is overweight you kind of just you know yes, you don't i'm judge. a person that's like man you don't know what they're going through totally because i think a lot of times because I, I still go i still have moments where when i am happy or sad i just want to eat like yeah. I want some chicken yeah. wings. I want now what I have learned is I know how to manage it a little bit more. So like, yes, if I'm having a bad day, will I still go to Chick-fil-A? Possibly I might. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not going to overindulge in it. Like I remember, like, I think I'm on the opposite ends now. Like <laughs> when I'm depressed, I just won't eat. Yeah. But like when I'm really happy, I will eat. Yeah. And I won't stop. Like I'm like, it's a celebration. Give me a hundred piece wing. I'm about to eat everything. <laughs> but I think, I don't know, for me, I try to manage it. And I think having grace for people, mm. uh, because you just don't know what they're going through. I have so many friends, they don't want to be as big as they are, but they don't know yeah. what to do. Like, and life is weighing on them. Some of them, it's just a lot. And that's why I'm always like trying to be careful. And like, even what I say, like when I'm around people who may be bigger, like, Oh, like, Oh, I'm so big. Or because I think a lot of times when, when, you know, because I used to be big, I feel like I can say that. Right. But because mm-hmm. I'm not as big, it's like, let me not say that. Yeah. Because that's going to make that person feel bad. Like, Oh, I look so big. Yeah. And then you're sitting with somebody who is twice your size. Like, really? Right. Yeah. And I, and I try to share, I try to share when I see people who are, and I try not to take, try to embarrass anyone but when i do see people who are overweight in the gym trying i take the time to stop and say hey this used to be me and show them a picture yeah and they love that they they love that 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 interaction because i really wish somebody would would have done that to me yeah um you know to because a lot of times in the gym people mean mug um you know especially weight you know heavy weight lifting gyms Um, and you, you just, you, you see somebody who's trying and you just want to give them encouragement. And also it's made me more sympathetic. Um, when I do see see people out and about, you know, who are overweight, um, on the plane and things, cause I know about getting the extender. You know know how uncomfortable that is. 
Absolutely. So yeah. it definitely has made me more sympathetic. I Absolutely. think that it's funny because before I moved to Vegas, I had already started my health journey, my fitness and my weight loss. But I think people see me on social media and they see me for who I am now. And they mm-hmm. they think, oh, just must be perfect to like have nice photos or, you know, to like look pretty. And I'm like, but you have no idea no. of the struggle yeah. that I went through because this was like, right before Instagram even became popular. People weren't posting their before and afters, you know, for attention or for, you know, even just showing their transformation. So I think sometimes people want to judge you that don't know you and think like you have no idea what my struggle is. So I I try to understand that too, that not everyone's going to know what you've actually been through. So you going and giving that advice is so nice and having like something to show for it. Like I have been on your end. I have been the person struggling and that does help. You know, I I see people in our classes that we do. um, I'm always trying to say like, you did a great job today. You know, like you worked really hard and like I see people who have been on their journey for weight loss and I make sure that I make it a point to go up to them and tell them you look so good and I'm so proud of you because like that is the most, that's so meaningful, you know, when you hear that from someone who- can see that because sometimes, like you said, we can't see it when we're looking in the mirror. We have that body dysmorphia. I was wearing an extra large when I was a size small for a while. You know, my friends were like, Renee, you're literally swimming in your shirt. What are you doing? But like, because in my mind, I thought that I was still a hundred pounds heavier than I was. You know, I was borderline like losing my hair from how much weight I had lost at that point, you know, and had to find a healthier balance. Yeah, exactly. And I think people sometimes they think it's conceited, but it's like, man, like, no, like, you know, I think about like, man, like, yeah, I take more pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I may smile more. I have fucking Invisalign. I'm proud. Like, yes. So I think, but sometimes people take that as conceit, but it's like, no, like, I'm just grateful for the journey that I've been on. Or my friends make fun of me. Like you love to take pictures and like you talk to yourself in the mirror and tell yourself how beautiful you are. And I'm like... (laughs) Yeah, literally, I do. You got, <laughs> yeah, yeah, have to. Otherwise, the world like, today. like I said, you you think what you are, you know. So Absolutely. of course, you have to hype yourself up. Who else is going to do it? You know, exactly. no one and besides do you. For you. Know how many, do you know how many people gave up the, in the process? But we, but I didn't. Yeah, like that's something to celebrate every single day. That because I mean, people give up every day in the process. Ooh. And, I didn't. So, of course, I'm going to take this picture. Of course, I'm going to look at myself in the mirror. Of course, I'm going to congratulate myself. And you better, too, the one that loves me, congratulate me every chance you get, too. Because I stayed the course, and I'm still on the course. And that's enough to celebrate. I love it. And he that began a good work, oh, now finish it. Come on. And that's the word of the day for today. And I want to thank y'all for watching the Not Safe for Church podcast. I want to thank my sponsors, my co-hosts. What I want to say, (laughs) co-hosts? Well, y'all ain't no hoes. What? Oh my gosh. Somebody in my class today was named Hope. And somebody thought I said ho. It was crazy. All right. But don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you, Claiborne Urban Loops. I want to remind you to share and subscribe, give, and receive. Follow us on NSFC Podcast. Till the next time, Jesus is for everybody, 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 everybody. Follow them on Instagram. I'm going to put it in the bio. Thanks, Colby. You were amazing. You're amazing.